Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com, making sure that they're microchipped is the best possible way of making sure that you are reunited with them. We've got that story plus synthetic biology. But first, on our last regular New World Next Week for Hellscape 2021, a tale of two summits. First up, starting pretty much right now as this goes to press, the summit for democracy on December 9th and 10th. President Biden will host a virtual summit for leaders from governments, civil society, and the private sector. The summit will focus on challenges and opportunities facing democracies and will provide a platform for leaders to announce both individual and collective commitments, reforms, and initiatives to defend democracy and human rights at home and abroad. For the United States, the summit will offer an opportunity to listen, learn, and engage with a diverse range of actors whose support and commitment is critical for global democratic renewal. If you can't tell, this is the government press release. It will also showcase one of democracy's unique strengths, the ability to acknowledge its imperfections and confront them openly and transparently so that we may, as the pesky constitution puts it, form a more perfect union. In advance of the first summit, we consulted with experts from government, multilateral organizations, philanthropies, civil society, and the private sector to solicit bold, practicable ideas around three key themes, defending against authoritarianism, addressing and fighting corruption, and of course, promoting respect for human rights. That's coming from the states. That is some rich creamery butter anyone with a shred of reality would admit to themselves, but you must be some kind of Putin puppet. That's when the Clinton News Network comes to help out. China, Russia attack Biden's so-called summit of democracy. Chinese and Russian state media working in overdrive to denigrate the branded administration's summit for democracy taking place this week, calling it hypocritical. A flurry of tweets from Chinese diplomats refer to the event as so-called democracy summit, while a political Russian commentator writing in a Chinese newspaper compared the U.S. initiative, again, does CNN even get the shred of irony as they sort of make accusations of being a media arm of the state? <sighs> that the media blitz is coming from official mouthpieces and not shadowy bots and trolls reflects anxiety over U.S. efforts to rally support for democratic norms and potentially isolate, of course, Beijing and Moscow in the process. That's what experts told CNN. So that's the first summit, which sets us up so to speak, for the other summit, the Biden-Putin virtual summit. What prospects for peace? A review from globalresearch.ca, Tuesday's virtual meeting between Putin and Biden, their second since last June's in-person one in Geneva, arguably among the most important discussions between these two countries' leaders in decades. The latest, of course, Ukrainian crises must be urgently resolved in order to put an end to their undeclared missile crisis. Biden, as Global Research Rights is the only one who can do this, but in order for that to happen, he must truly understand his global responsibility and have the political will to defy the anti-Russian faction, you know, of like CNN types, of his permanent military intelligence and diplomatic bureaucracies. You know, the deep state that's brought relations to pretty much the brink of war. James, a tale of two summits. Yeah, Biden, who runs the country, right? And sets policy. <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, okay. So on the first uh, summit, on the democracy summit, uh, of course, this will not be new news to Corporate Report listeners who will remember back in March when I uh, 
exposed Biden's super-secret plans for the year 2021 and beyond. And you'll remember I talked about, hey, there's going to be a summit for democracy this year. So you will already be aware of this um, if you uh, pay attention. Um, but of course, as has been noted, and not just by Russia and China, but by many observers, even Spectrum News 1 out of northern Kentucky had this up. Uh, President Biden's Summit for Democracy invites countries with mixed records, which is a a diplomatic way of putting that, talking about some of the countries that have been invited versus some of the countries that have been left out of this summit. Um, and the, that sort of general tenor of critiquing it within the bounds of its own uh, uh, supposed goals um, is continued by people like Ron Paul. Uh, Biden's democracy summit is a joke. What a joke. This is not about promoting democracy. It's really about undermining democracy worldwide with U.S. interventionist foreign policy. Yes, the con the conference is anti-democracy not pro-democracy, etc., etc. Well, yeah, okay, democracy, if that is your goal, at any rate, is still, they're not even obviously delivering on that promise. So there's that obvious hypocrisy going on. Um, but perhaps the more important side of this is the, the Russia-U.S. relations uh, and where they may be devolving into. I'm sure everyone by now has seen the Ukraine border crisis being pumped up right now. It's uh, what's going to happen? This is they're on the brink of warfare, and the Ukrainian president's shouting his shooting his mouth off about what's going to happen to Russia if they try to come in, and they're going home in body bags and all of this. Obviously, escalation in the blather about this situation at any rate, and certainly some uh, troop buildup seems to be happening. What is this about? Well, uh, one of the things it is about is that Putin has uh, brought up the skeleton in the closet, the unspoken elephant in the room, namely the 1990 promise by then Secretary of State James Baker to then Russian or Soviet President, Chancellor, whatever they called him, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Don't worry, you know, keep calm. NATO's not going to expand one inch to the east, <laughs> which we always knew was the, the unspoken or, or the uh, undocumented um, promise that had been made at that time, but recently declassified uh, documents actually prove that definitively. Uh, Putin has brought that up and said that his red line, no, 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 the, you will not expand NATO anymore. You will not expand into Ukraine. So it is getting tense. And just to update on that Biden-Putin summit, which took place, as we were reporting there on Tuesday, um, the latest uh, Kremlin, Putin reiterated demand on NATO eastward expansion during his call with Biden. So there is a red line that's being uh, drawn now, and this is definitely a developing story, which I am sure we will be hearing more about probably even before the new year. Um, so we'll be keeping our eye on that here at New World Next Week and at the Corporate Report. Man, you mentioned James Baker. We're still under the effects of essentially the fascist Bush neocon set. I mean, it's... We got to go back to Mark Lombardi's global networks to start to connect all, you know, all James Baker and Bath and the Bush. Hi, yeah, yeah. James, as is so often the case, whether it's geopolitics or GMOs, they can't even deliver on their own BS promises, let alone all, of course, the subterfuge and subtext of what's really going on. Our second story on this New World Next Week, episode 469. World Economic Forum says synthetic biology is the key to reset living systems. We grab this from technocracy.news. Redesigning organisms for other purposes is a new field of scientific endeavor 
known as synthetic biology. According to a report by the World Economic Forum, expect to see and hear more about it as your godlike scientists look to reset humanity's future and the bioeconomy on the back of, of course, the bl the new blank check for the new bio war of terror, James. We had the blank check of 9-11, the now 21st century later, 20 years later, we essentially get the blank check of the biosecurity state. But it's got to be monetized. The study was released last Thursday by the Switzerland-based World Economic Forum and proclaims a scientific human reset is near because synthetic biology lies at the intersection of an aging population climate change, and, of course, environmental degradation. I guess they want the life extension technologies for themselves while we would upload our nudes to Meta and our carbon credit pods. It, it sets out what it calls the bioeconomy that covers all sectors and systems that rely, you know, just on biological resources, just animals, plants, microorganisms, derived biomass, organic waste, as well as their functions and principles. The study points to synthetic biology interlinks between economic and industrial sectors, such as food, health, chemicals, materials, energy, and services that use biological resources and processes, pretty much everything that sustains and underlines human endeavor, which is exactly what they've been coming for. Technocracy.news also notes, of course, DNA has its role as well. What was the tweet from the World Economic Forum? Lessons learned from COVID-19 vaccines could advance synthetic biology. Here's how. The World Economic Forum link, how can technological advancements in synthetic biology benefit everyone? James? All right. Obviously an important story that really is about some of the tech that is coming online that I imagine if we were going to do, say, a new world next decade and look at, you know, the big trends for the 2020s, this may be one of them. This may be the kind of thing that would be an extremely important development that's coming in the coming years that most people don't know about because they cannot name more on which in a second. But first, um, one of the, the recent stories that um, comes to mind when I think about this is the recent story that people might have seen about the Xenobots or Xenobots, these organic robots, robots that can be programmed to do certain things. That's a weird story, an interesting story that you have to read a few times to get wrap your mind around and what they're actually talking about there. But essentially, if not completely synth synthetic life forms, but engineered life forms in various ways. But part of the problem is that we do not have the vocabulary to even identify these types of technologies and techniques and things that they're working on. And this actually relates back to a, an important point for researchers generally, and something that I noticed you were just talking about on Morning Monarchy on the Food World Order edition this week, where you were noting, we say, of course, chemtrails, and everyone understands what that is, and everyone knows, oh, chemtrails, you know, those things in the sky. But as a researcher, go and try to research the word chemtrails, and all you're going to get are these, you know, the crazy conspiracy sites and all of this. Where are you going to find the actual documentation on the real things that are actually being done? You have to know the magic words, stratospheric aerosol injection. And you search that, and you can find all of the scientific research and the studies, and you can bring it up, and you can do the hard research that way. In the same way, yeah, we know these kind of frankenfoods and organisms and genetic monstrosities and things, but try searching that, and you're not going to find the, the actual scientific research. So you need to know the magic words, synthetic biology. 
being one of those magic words that will bring up a lot of this research. And once again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but at any rate, Corbett Report listeners will know those magic words because back in episode 225 of the Corbett Report podcast, Still Listening to the Enemy, I talked specifically about synthetic biology and uh, what it was. I even linked to the definition of it and talked about some of the people who were giving presentations about it at that time in 2012. So this is a long time coming. It's still coming. They are working on this. And yet another keyword from this article that we're reading here is uh, bioeconomy. Again, an interesting and important concept to wrap your mind around. And <laughs> this is turning into a self-plug-a-thon. But at any rate, I, re- I just wrote about that in uh, the Corporate Report subscriber uh, editorial just a couple of weeks ago in uh, Your Guide to the New Economy. I wrote about bioeconomy and defined it and linked people to some resources on it. So anyway, people who are interested in the actual research, again, you need to know the magic keywords. Don't just rely on the terms that we usually refer to them in the independent media. You need to know the actual words in order to actually start digging up the real scientific research and other things that are going on. And as I say, are going to be becoming more and more and more important in the coming years. You kind of remind me it's on a different note, but again, it's these magic, magic keywords that unlock the door. Fractional reserve banking. Yeah, this is almost like Carlin. You add all these, you know, you add all the, the the syllables to kind of hide what's really going on. I mean, Rush Limbaugh said a decade and a half ago, saying stuff like chemtrails, that's a kook detector. Meaning you betray yourself as being a kook if you use those kind of words. Uh, also makes note for New World Next Decade special episode. Um, I, I covered a different World Economic Forum horror story on the... Tuesday, cyberspace war, morning monarchy, two terrifying words together, blockchain biometrics, integration of blockchain and biometrics to redefine digital identity. Oh, just by 2030, of course, and a World Economic Forum video where fortunately one of the guys on stage basically says having my biometrics uploaded to the blockchain forever scares the hell out of me. The use of blockchain to advance biometric technology, James, and it kind of reminds me that while they're trying to like bribe and entice everybody right now, of course, the gross, egregious examples with the vaccine, but with all the technologies, and we've talked about this for, again, 15 years in alternative media, if what, you don't have your brain chip, you're such a square. They want you basically to willingly kind of give yourself up to the trans matrix agenda because it's a cool, hip carrot right now. But what does that turn into later? A mandatory stick. Your third and final story on this new world next week. Microchip your cat or face fines, UK government says. They've made it mandatory. The UK government has unveiled a compulsory microchipping plan for domestic cats designed, of course, to make it do all the amazing puppies and rainbows things that all these things are supposed to do. Reunite lost pets with their owners. Those facing or rather refusing to inject their feline with a chip will face fines of up to 500 pounds. The microchipping plan unveiled by the Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs just last week. The measure is set to enjoy overwhelming public support with 99% of people backing the compulsory microchipping of pet cats. And you can click through to these stories to find they were open for public comment for, you know, usually the 30, 60 day period. 
where 99% of respondents said, yay, we want this. Cats are much loved parts of our families and making sure that they're microchipped is the best possible way of making sure that you're reunited with them if they're ever lost or stolen. They just, sidebar, jacked up the penalties for stealing pets in the UK as well. Under these new rules, all cats will have to be fitted with a microchip before they each reach the age of 20 weeks with contact details of their owners stored in a database. Those owners whose cats happen to be without such a device will have a grace period of 21 days to fit their pet with a chip after, of course, you might get the 500-pound fine. The measure has been hailed by British cat charities. Microchipping is by far the most effective and quickest way to blah, blah, blah. Without a microchip, a lost cat will most likely end up being rehomed, you know, like some kind of Australian coof refusenik. From gov.uk, cat microchipping, it's funny, the, the gov.uk press release website has a more to the point headline than RT, cat microchipping to be made mandatory. And the guy that sang We'll Make Great Pets just recently required MAGA jabs at his Lollapalooza festival. James, when are you guys going to get a cat? <laughs> uh, maybe tomorrow. Um, yeah, but when will we microchip it is the question. The microchip agenda. Yes, this is something that, again, we've been talking about here on New World Next Week for over a decade now. Um, I just pulled up 2010, uh, November 11th, 2010. Uh, the new mi microchipped medicine, a bitter pill to swallow. We've talked about the uh, Swedish um, uh, microchips. We've talked about US companies starting to microchip employees. We've covered this story a number of times and we've always said it'll start with the pets and then, oh, your poor grandfather with Alzheimer's or, you know, someone in the hospital who, you know, might be losing their marbles. We have to keep track of them. Won't someone think of the cats? And that's how, of course, this is normalized and then mandated. And then it becomes, well, of course, I mean, you, you love your pet. You love your child. Why aren't you microchipping your kids? Come on. Uh, so, again, we know where this is going. Hey, if people voluntarily want to engage in this, you know, whatever, I'm not going to stop them. But uh, uh, the mandates is when it starts to get real, as it were. And uh, we know where this is going long term, because, again, this is about breaking down the fundamental icky factor that we all experience in the idea of, wait, you want to embed this technology in my skin so that it can track me anywhere I'm going? Hmm, I think there may be some sort of dystopian sci-fi that may have talked about this a time or two. Maybe I'll just say no. No, too late. You've got you fell for the mandates for your pets. You're going to fall for your mandates for your children and then they're coming for you. So this is how this works. Um, you know, again, if if people voluntarily want to do this for their pets, whatever, but it's about the mandates and where this is going long term. Absolutely. There it is, episode 469, dudes. The last regular New World Next Week episode for 2021. In closing, of course, we've been rocking the post office box here in the States for people who maybe don't use the the digital money thing and want to send cold, hard cash, checks, money orders, precious metals to support myself or and or James Corbett. I am all caught up, James. I am all caught up on depositing all the checks until uh, all the ones that just came in the most recent couple of days. But other than that, all caught up and we are getting closer and closer to having, I think this this whole operation kind of humming along like newworldnextweek.com. We have, of course, Corbett Report DVDs there. Uh, tons of Bill Gates documentaries back in stock. 
But as I had noted, uh, I don't know if I said this recently on the show, but I know I said it on Twitter. We're running low on big oil and 9-11 trillions, and there definitely will not be re-up time before Christmas. Definitely not. Um, NewWorldNextWeek.com. Really big shoe next week. New World Next Year, our formal send-off of the last year where we each basically say our stories of the year and each sort of predict the trends for the coming year. It's the only show where we don't know what the other are going to talk about. And we always look forward to it. James? All right. Uh, first of all, let's just uh, let people know about NewWorldNextWeek.com and what you just did this past week. You just put on sale some of your last remaining Media Monarchy shirts before we get some new merch in. And <laughs> you wouldn't have known about that unless you are a daily listener to Morning Monarchy or you sign up for um, at NewWorldNextWeek.com. You can sign up to get email updates when there's new products added. So that might be something that people might be interested in. Having said that, it is December, and as I usually do, I'm going to put 25% off of the Corbett Report DVDs for the Christmas season. So up until Christmas Day on December 25th, let's put in a Christmas DVD discount code. If you use the code CHRISTMAS25, all one word, all lowercase, and the numbers 25, CHRISTMAS25, that'll be on the screen. Thanks, Brock. Uh, uh, if you use that, you'll get 25% off any of my Corbett Report DVDs that you order through the NeuralNextWeek.com store. And, of course, subscribers also get their 25% off discount code. It's in every single edition of the newsletter. So you can uh, get that code and apply that. So you'll have 50% off DVDs. Why not buy one? You, you have no excuse. So I hope you will do so and uh, make use of this. With the proviso and the caveat that I put in every year, we cannot guarantee it will get to you by Christmas. <laughs> we'll do our best. James and Cassie are working their butts off over there and are doing their best, but we obviously cannot uh, guarantee that it's going to be there by Christmas, but maybe. And if you're in Australia and New Zealand, uh, definitely not, because we cannot ship there, because the world is a mess. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. uh, just sit tight and it will get there when it gets there, hopefully by Christmas, if you get it in in the next couple of days, but we can't make any promises. Yep. Uh, and uh, you, yeah, you make the great point. You basically sign up for notifications at newworldnextweek.com. So if you're like, oh man, I missed it. I didn't know they had the new this DVD or those limited edition shirts. You'll, you'll instantly get the emails when things go on sale. James, Necktie or not, I will see you New World next year, buddy. <laughs> Looking forward <laughs> to you. it. See you next week. All right. Take care.